The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Listening to the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Stick my uh, headphones back in my ear. So I can hear what's going on. It's 3.34 on this Friday afternoon. There are less than seven weeks away until the 2017 Invictus Games get underway in Toronto. Now, if you're wondering or you don't know, you haven't heard of Invictus, it is the only international sporting competition honoring wounded military personnel and veterans. More than 550 competitors from 17 countries will participate in Toronto starting on September 23rd. So today... I am absolutely delighted to announce that the Invictus legacy will continue when Toronto hosts the third Invictus Games in September 2017. 2017 is a year steeped in rich Canadian military history, marking the anniversaries of historic battles that shaped and defined the nation. It's also the year when Canada will commemorate its 150th anniversary of Confederation. I cannot think of a better way to mark this milestone than by paying tribute to the soldiers and veterans who have served their country so bravely and to support them along their journey to recovery. That is uh, Prince Harry, and Prince Harry, of course, the man who who started these games. There are athletes from Edmonton competing in the games, including Sergeant Lauren Ford of the 3rd Battalion, Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry. He is the uh, battalion's senior parachute instructor. Hey, Lauren. How you doing? Good. Thanks for coming in. Nah, no problem. You know, it's uh, when you look back at our, our, and I'll call it a friendship over the years, uh, we met following the circumstances, um, you know, that kind of led you to Invictus many, many years ago. And I remember walking into, and, and to be honest with you, I can't remember if it was before or after the accident at Tarnak uh, Farms in Afghanistan, um, but you were... In the jump room, I don't know if you can remember that going, that, but it was at the um, at the battalion yep. headquarters yep. on in the our base. Parasim room, yeah. Yeah, and then the last time we saw each other was just earlier this year. We were on a herc together. You were throwing a bunch of your guys <laughs> out into the Arctic off uh, off the big Hercules. I would have, but that was the plane when the windshield <laughs> broke, so that one went down, and actually, I actually didn't go that day. So the rest of the guys took over. Oh. But yes. You know, absolutely, you're right, absolutely. Because we had pictures taken, yes. uh, yeah, that, yeah, that day anyway. Okay, so curious to know a couple of things. Um, let's start here. The Invictus Spirit Torch was lit in uh, on Wednesday in Kabul during a, a, a ceremony. Veteran Jody Middick, who is also an Ottawa City Councillor, lit that torch. Your thoughts watching that about it starting in Kabul? Uh, well, it's, all, it's a great starting point. I mean, why not? I mean, mm-hmm. we were in Kandahar first, but... You know, it, it wasn't there, but that's okay. Um, you know, it's going to be great when it's lit here in Toronto or there in Toronto. And it, it's the whole journey, you know, for me, it's been a very long journey. Uh, others, not as long. Mm-hmm. But it's it's going to be just incredible, the build-up and everything towards it. I really didn't know how big it was until our first training camp in um, Victoria, actually. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, it's going to be a good go. Um, and, you know, Mr. Burns was there, everybody was there to launch kind of the first training camp. And just looking around, I was like, this is going to be immense. And it really, it hit me right then. And 
So ever since that first day, the day before we started training, the um, or the first day of the training on the Monday, I was like, this is a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. And, it, and it's collecting steam, and it's it, it's really fun to be a part of it. Bigger how? And, 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 and I'm wondering, because it's just not the sporting aspect of it. I'm going to suggest that the sporting aspect of it is just a tiny component. Well, I think that's probably the same for almost everybody, and I can't speak for them, mm-hmm. of course. However, um, for me, uh, it, it's been a long time, so... To be blunt, it's not something that I would need to recover, although I've said that a few times in other interviews, but then start thinking about it and going, it is part of my recovery because I haven't felt these competitive juices. That, you know, I'm a very competitive guy. And we are representing Canada. Yes, we're wounded soldiers, both men and women, visible and non-visible injuries. Uh, however... Regardless, it's I'm going against other countries and I want to win. And I know <laughs> some people do. A, a lot don't. They want to do their best. I'm just going to go for my personal record. That's yeah. all I can do. Yeah. So I'm just going to do the best that I can. And hopefully that brings me somewhere that I want to be in the standings. Uh, and that's all I can ask. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing, you know, the indoor rowing and the wheelchair rugby. Awesome. So wheelchair rugby is the most fun I've had in a sport <laughs> in the last 10 years, hands down. So um, I, I'm just, everything about it and bringing my boys, both my boys get to come out and witness the whole week. And that I think is going to be, I think it's going to be pretty emotional for mm-hmm. not just myself, but everybody that brings their family because they're going to experience something. I'm never going to get this experience my whole life. They won't. I, I'm positive they won't because you will see people single, double, triple amputees, people that have nerve damage and brain damage and mental trauma. Uh, mental issues, giving their absolute best. And like a lot of these people mm-hmm. are very, very fit mm-hmm. and incredibly dedicated and motivated. And they have not let what happened to them get them down. Now, everybody has had down times. We all have dark days. But the major- everybody carries on. It's, it's, it's called soldier on. Mm-hmm. And the best thing is, is being around that group of people and the positive outlooks on some of these injuries that these people have sustained and seen what they're doing it's is amazing. so uplifting and it's just so incredible with everybody that I've met has been just incredible. Lauren, I, I know your I know your story, but my listeners um, don't know your story. They will have heard of it when we start talking about it, but you know, not necessarily the outcome and the impact on you and your life. So uh, I'm going to let you tell that that story, um, and it goes back to April 17th, 2002. Yeah. Um, so we were just doing. I'll try to make it as brief as I can. Yep. It was a friendly fire incident. Um, we had a 500-pound bomb dropped on a spine American pilot. We were doing a live fire exercise at night. It was wrap. You know, it was winding down. And you know, we heard the plane. It wasn't. We were by an airport. It's nothing mm-hmm. abnormal. And I heard it coming in. I, I looked up, heard the whistling, and, and knew instantly what had happened. And then it, it landed and, you know, the flame shock, blast, and I was blown back. Um, don't know if I passed out. I don't think I did. And I knew I was hurt really bad, and I knew nothing of the other injuries. Um, and people were on me. It was pretty chaotic. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew what was happening. Uh, you know, people were told to get down. We didn't. They didn't know if it was an idea or a tag. We, we had no idea. So when 
they, I guess, kind of figured it was at least, you know, they started running around and seeing who needed help, and I needed help. Uh, <laughs> so this is where you always think you're past it, and it's it's not. So um, a couple of my friends, uh, kind of medically trained, um, they weren't medics, but they were very much into it, and they got to me first, actually, uh, Chris Kopp and Rob Coates. <laughs> so... Um, and they started working on me first, and there was no pain for the first bit. Um, and then I was asking, and then uh, DLB, the medic, came by and started helping them too. So they were cutting my stuff off. And I was asking about how everybody, like my troops were doing, at the time had no idea um, what had happened. And then when I got to Ricky's name, you know, no one said anything. And I, I kind of figured that something had happened. But... You know, I had other issues to deal with, and so they were working on me, and they got me loaded onto the helicopter pretty quick, well, fairly quick enough. <laughs> and uh, so the work that they did and, and um, you know, helped me a lot, the surgeries in, in Kandahar, but the main <clears throat> significant thing, um, <laughs> uh, the... In, in my eyes, the only really significant thing that happened that night is that we lost four guys. Um, they were <clears throat> really good troops. They were amazing troops. Um, it was needless, obviously. It was a huge uh -huh. mistake. And, yeah, so there was, outside of myself, there was uh, seven other injured. And a few of us went to Germany, um, which is where I found out that, you know, Ricky had been killed, along with uh, Mark Ainsworth and Nathan. So, you know, that was, you know, I woke up, I still had my leg, which I wasn't sure if I was going to because they put a tourniquet on my leg. So, um, it was just the worst feeling. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, you know, that's it in a nutshell. Um, you know, the, uh, like I said, the most significant thing, um, I'm fine, I can see, I'm good, I'm happy, I'm an optimistic guy. Um, you did lose so, vision in one of your eyes, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I lost yeah. my right eye. Yeah. Um, I lost, you know, some of the meat behind my left leg, mm -hmm. above my knee, be on the back. So I have, you know, nerve damage to my foot, so I limp and everything, and that's all minor. That's, that's nothing. Um, those are so inconsequential that... You know, I get to be here and I'm talking to you. Yeah. And four four people are not. I mean, that night, four people. Of course, we're at 158 mm -hmm. soldiers. So, um, yeah, it was really difficult to take. Um, like I said, we lost four guys, which is the biggest thing. The healing from that, and I mean, you know, what, 15, 15 yep. years on now, it's still there. And um, it, it still gets you. And it's still obviously tough at at times do you ever think you're fully healed from that <laughs> yeah i think i always do um <laughs> you know whatever it is i love talking about the guys mm -hmm. um you know i i'm still serving so we're a very morbid bunch of people mm -hmm. um <laughs> so we make jokes we made we make horrible jokes about each other i make fun of myself probably more than anybody and so it's it's always good to talk about. It's never a bad thing. So yeah, you'll share you'll shed some tears, um, but I think it's a positive thing. It's always positive memories, 
um, it's a horrible reason why it happened. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, because obviously we weren't in contact with the enemy, and that Mm-mm. was the hardest thing for me to take. So it was such a needless incident. Um, I, I don't even think there's any anger anymore. Um, but the healing aspect, I mean, I, I think just talking about it still helps. And I always said, like, there's times I talk about Ricky or I talk about what happened that night. No issues, like, no, I, I don't get choked up. Um, but then at certain times, <laughs> like now, then it's, you know, it just hits you with a fist. And, you know, the typical, the throat closes up and... Um, it's just part of it, but I mean... You've talked in the past about survivor's guilt and how you had that for a little while, but then it seems like you've shut that down. Um, Yeah, because Curtis, who went to Germany, he lost two guys that night. Mm -hmm. Um, We had a talk that, well, it wasn't that night, obviously. When I woke up and it was the next day or two, um, you know, there was a lot of crying then. Um, And it was... You always thought there was something you could do. And we had a talk, and I think it helped both of us because we had said, you know, we had nothing to do with this. Mm -hmm. There was, like, zero, nothing. There was nothing we could have done that could have prevented what happened. And we both agreed, and it was like, yeah, but we both said, though, I still feel like, you know, crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's no explanation. No one can explain it. It, You don't know. Um, And the worst I ever felt was meeting the families. I've met all the families of Ainsworth, you know, Abigail mm-hmm. and and Maureen and everybody, um, was how acceptive they were as families. Nathan's parents are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're so happy to see you. <laughs> and I'm like, you lost your son. Mm-hmm. And I'm hugging you, and I felt so horrible. You went back, I, I, even despite your injuries, the loss of your vision, your your leg, and the numbness, tink, that sort of stuff. But you went back to Afghanistan, what, 2011, 2012? Yes. Um, I didn't think that... I, did they tell you that you weren't going to do that again? Well, I was obviously... I knew after 02, I was never leading troops in battle. Yeah. And that was the hardest thing mentally for me to take. Because I had felt that I always... This, is, this was a job for me to do. Um... So, you know, that got over. I always wanted to go back over. I had a chance in 07, and then that didn't happen, and I was supposed to do a course, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then, you know, we had a great CO at the time, and I knew that we were going back over. It was Roto Zero for op attention, and there was positions for, you know, the op center NCO. And I just, I went up to him, and I said, sir, yeah, I've got to go back. I've always wanted to go back since 02. I never finished my job. Yeah. So it was always something like that that I had to go back and finish my job. So, and he goes, no, he goes, if there's a way, he goes, you're going to come. So I did, a, you know, I did the training that we have to do. Um, and I went over for, you know, seven months, nine, yeah, about nine months, actually, yeah. I think. And so, and it was boring. <laughs> um, again, the only thing that yeah. significant happened is that we lost uh, yeah. Mass Corporal Graf. Yeah. So, um but after that, it was it was really boring. It was hard being away from the boys. But I'd asked for it. I didn't complain. It was mm-hmm. it was something I wanted, so I had to do it. But the second I got back to Canada, I knew that I'd made the right choice because in 30 years, I wasn't going to say, well, you never went back. What happened? So now I went. So it was really good for me to go back. Um, uh, yeah, so, you know, that chapter kind of closed, and it was like, okay, I've, I've finished what I started, and I'm good with it. Yeah. 
So, Sergeant Lauren Ford joining me in studio this afternoon. He's heading off to compete at the Invictus Games, the 2017 version of this, in in just a few weeks' time. Um, take a break here. When we come back, I want to know why you found it or needed to be a part of this, why you thought it was such an important reason or an important event to get involved with right after this. Sergeant Lauren Ford joining me in studio this afternoon. You're wondering, who's Lauren Ford? Well, let me tell you who Lauren Ford is. He is the uh, the senior parachute instructor with the uh, 3rd Battalion, Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry, uh, injured back uh, April 17th, 2002 in the friendly fire incident, accident, whatever you want to call it, um, that killed uh, four soldiers, injured eight others, including uh, Lauren, uh, lost um, vision in one eye, has some... Yeah, you said some leg issues and and stuff like that, but off to Invictus in a few weeks. Why was this so important for you to be a part of? Again, I thought, for me, representing Canada, um, that competitive feeling, there was a lot to it. It was Canada's 150th. There's Mm -hmm. so much going on. Um, I've done, you know, a bunch of soldier on events before. This uh, is the biggest, obviously. And I really wanted to be a part of the 90, of uh, the 150. I saw the, um, you know, the email traffic about it. And the, the minute I saw it and read and everything about it, I mean, obviously I knew about the Invictus Games before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, gotta, I just have to be a part of this. So there was an application process. So it wasn't, um, I think they had over 300 applicants, yeah. uh, three, over 350 actually. So I, I'm just glad I, had, I wasn't the one that had to choose 90. Mm-hmm. So whatever it was, I was one of the 90 and um, got the letter and got the email and was ecstatic. Like when everyone was together at that training, um, the training sessions in Victoria, all being there, all knowing that you have gone through, um, and, and you say, you know, what happened there that night is what what happened. You're, you know, yeah. Uh, but to be together with with other people who have been through what you have gone through, is there a special camaraderie, a special bond there? Yeah, there. Um there were a lot of people I knew from past events yeah. or just knowing through incidents and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Chris Claude's just an amazing guy. Um, so he was, he's a Patricia and yeah. he, when you get together, um, you can notice that there are some people that have issues about crowds. They're, mm-hmm. they're kind of withdrawn a bit, but there's people that you've known before that really haven't changed regardless of how much they've been injured. And, you know, the phrases in the army, you know, the smoke and the joke and then carrying <laughs> on and calling each other names. It's uh-huh. all part of it. Yeah. So we are there for a reason because there's a typical bond that each and every one of us had a different traumatic experience. So we are there for many different reasons. And everybody's looking. Uh, there, there's a very big support group. So you can go over and say, hey, how are you doing? Or we're it, it depends on, it, and it doesn't matter if it's physical or mental issues or not. Um, everyone there has gone through it. So it's not the, you'll get the typical, if you're in a group of people that haven't gone through that and just other people. Now, my friends are different. They'll, they'll still call me down, which is great. That's what I want. <laughs> but um, you, you mentioned it a little bit of, uh, in the intro before is that it might seem ins- insignificant, but until you've been through something, and, and, and we're no better, no worse. Mm-hmm. We just want to be treated like everyone else, and we are, and we do, and that's what we do to each other. 
Um, it makes everyone feel the same. But we all know that we've gone through some type of traumatic experience, some more obvious than mm-hmm. others. And that's why, uh, for me, um, I'm very positive and optimistic. And I, I don't know what a lot of these people are going through. As a matter of fact, I don't know what any of them are mm-hmm. going through, to be quite honest. I don't know what demons are going, you know, that they have to deal with. But when you start talking to each other and a lot of the stuff comes out and it's, it's just talking of what's happened to them, what's happened to you, um, it, it's just a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Because we're all there for the same reason, but for different reasons, if that makes any sense at all. We all want to do the best. And again, Soldier On, which we're all a part of and going to the Invictus Games, is all about being active and getting through your experience or your traumatic experience through activity. Be It could be guitar playing, it can be anything but physical activity. And that's the best thing. Like most of these people have been physical before or, uh, sorry, very active mm-hmm. before. And if they've had a physical or a, a mental issue where they've either become withdrawn, but that draws them out again. And it's very, very healing to be able to be around people that have gone through similar incidents. So you're not talking to, and I don't mean this in the bad way, the average Joe Civi, mm-hmm. um, where they don't understand really yeah. what's happening. So yeah. when we're all together, you know, there's no it's BS equal. in each other. It's just it's there. Yeah, there's no BS in each other. Some of your... Um yeah, some of the texts coming in just before we wrap things up here this afternoon. Uh, what a great man. That's for you, mister. Um, might get you down, but won't keep you down. Can't thank you enough for your service, and you aren't alone. Uh, this one, it says, it's brave men and women like this that make us stop and think about how insignificant our little problems are, like someone parking in our spot or fighting over who cleans up after the dog. Thank you for the inspiration and for your service to our country, doing the work I am too cowardly to do. I can't wait to cheer y'all on in, uh, for you, rowing and rugby in just a few weeks' time. I can't wheelchair wait to rugby. The wheelchair <laughs> rugby. Sorry. Sorry, wheelchair rugby. I saw the pictures. You had the biggest smile on your face. It's, it is absolutely phenomenal to watch. You can YouTube it. We have a great yeah. coaches. The team and everybody on Invictus Games, all a part of it. Are, are top-notch. Um, you know, Michael Whitehead is one of the... He's on the Paralympic uh, team itself, the wheelchair yeah. rugby team, and he's our coach. He's amazing. Stefan, our rowing coach, is awesome. Uh, all the, the, the people that I've met have just been incredible, and it's going to be such a good time. And if people can just get onto the site, yeah. Invictus Games or Soldier On, and... Check it out. I mean, uh, hopefully, I don't even know what the broadcast schedule is going to be like, but <laughs> I hope they really do a lot of it. And I think our pal Paul Franklin is actually doing color commentary for is some it? of oh, it as well. Awesome. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Lauren Ford, thank you for joining us in studio. Best of luck at Invictus. You're welcome. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.